I think I've only been to West Virginia once, um, and then only very briefly. Yeah, this was back on that, I, what I sort of consider this great lost trip uh, to the show caves of Pennsylvania. I went on with my wife, Denise, and uh, I didn't record at all on the trip. This was before the overnightscape, but I don't remember what year. If I had to guess, I would say I, I, 2002 comes to mind. Uh, I don't know why I wouldn't have re recorded any of it, though. It's very weird, but it wasn't a big priority of mine until a little bit later. You know, the, the, the Traveling, going to other places as such an incredible opportunity to record cool stuff. Observing all the things. And the caves would have been so fascinating. But yeah, we, uh, we planned out this trip and hit, I think, most of the showcases in Pennsylvania. I think there was a few that weren't open or weren't open the day we were there or something, but... So anyway, like, yeah. And what we found out in the course of the trip was that these days it would not be possible to open a new show cave. So a show cave is a cave, a cavern system that exists that you then prepare, uh, prepare for the public. So normally you'd have to be sort of a spelunker or speleologist or whatever, what have you, to explore a cave because it's very dangerous. You may run into some areas you have to sort of climb or crawl under things. And the average person coming off the street isn't going to want to do that. They just want to have a nice little tourist attraction, have a little tour, and be done with it. So what they did was they uh, would um, uh, build walkways and entrance and walkways within the caves and lighting systems and railings and everything so people could, could go into the cave without having to do all the dangerous stuff or the difficult stuff, right? I'm sure many of you have been in these caves. They're all over the place. I, I was just in one a, a couple years ago. What was it, a year or two ago? I went to Chattanooga, Ruby Falls. I was in the Ruby, the, the world's largest underground waterfall under Lookout Mountain, which is right right by the Georgia-Tennessee border. Um, so what they said was, uh, if you were to want to open a brand new cave today, a show cave, the cost of labor. And with the addition of all the safety regulations, it would cost, the cost would be astronomical. And at least at that time, what they, what they said was, the amount of money you'd invest, you'd never make back uh, as a tourist attraction. So there have been no new uh, show caves, apparently, at least in the U.S., because of these uh, situations. I guess back then there was real cheap labor and people didn't really have as much of a concern about safety. So they opened all these showcases. I think that if I had to guess, like the 20s and 30s was sort of like when it started to, you know, that was like when they made a lot of them. And then, I don't know, it was the 40s and 50s when they started to like not make too many new ones. It's a strange thing. You'd think with all of our technological advancements, well, I suppose with the... Uh, theoretically upcoming uh, robotic labor you could now open new show caves with ro robots doing all the work and AIs so maybe we'll get back to the point where we can do it but it hasn't been possible so yeah it was a trip uh, all over Pennsylvania in fact we went out to uh, western Pennsylvania we actually stopped by Falling Water which is near Pittsburgh uh, that incredible house designed by Frank Lloyd Wright you can visit I was really impressed by that really amazing um 
And then at one point, when we were out in western Pennsylvania, we were pretty close to uh, West Virginia. And I'd never been. My wife, Denise, had never been. So we're like, uh, yeah, let's just uh, try to, let's just drive to West Virginia. And at that, at that time, we were using maps. They, we didn't have, like, uh, you know, the digital, what were the, the, the uh, navigation units before? Garmin's? And I didn't have any Garmin's or anything. The phones in 2002, forget about it. They didn't have that mapping function. So we were using maps, and it was this really remote road. It was like in the middle of nowhere, super confusing. We were looking at these maps, and we were running out of gas. It was so aggravating. I mean, what would happen if we ran out of gas in the middle of nowhere on the Pennsylvania-West Virginia border? I don't know what would have happened. (laughs) We would have been stuck for a while. Uh, Amazingly, though, I think we did wound up finding a little town in West Virginia right over the border and we were able to get gas and so I don't remember much of it I think we're just in a little town and then we were so sort of frazzled from the experience let's go back to Pennsylvania but I was in West Virginia very briefly yeah so I mentioned this because the meanderer uh, it lives in West Virginia and we're gonna go meet the meanderer today this is this is I feel very strange because I've known the meanderer for 15 years here on Ansog Radio. I've never met him. And in fact, only fairly recently did I even know what he looked like. And finally spoke to him in real time on uh, the exit ramp, briefly, uh, about a month or two ago. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing I'm going to finally meet him. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a goal of mine to meet the Meanderer for quite a, some time because... Uh, he was uh, pretty much the second host to do a show here on Onsug Radio. And the first host in, in that vital time of around October 2009. Um, this channel here, Onsug Radio, started off as the Overnight Escape Underground. But it was, it was all me at one point, starting in 2007. By 2009, uh, it was not my intention, but... Other people started doing shows on the channel, and so earlier in 2009, Eddie uh, from Ireland, and the Meander is also originally from Ireland, Eddie uh, recorded himself walking around Manila in the Philippines in an episode called Trampler. He sent it to me to put on the Overnight Escape Underground. That was the first. That was like around May of 2009, maybe, and then uh, in October... Uh, the Meanderer sent me his Brendan Rambles. His name is Brendan. And that was the, uh, you know, and then other people started doing it as well. It was one of these weird, miraculous moments where everyone started to uh, send in shows to be on the Overnight Escape Underground. And it created this network in a way that that whole year, 2009, is very bizarre and mysterious in a number of ways. I've been talking about it the past couple episodes. It's, uh, yeah, strange set of circumstances, but it led to what we have now as Onsug Radio. Onsug is just the Overnightscape Underground, the letters that stand for Overnightscape Underground, O-N-S-U-G. So Brendan, a.k.a. the Meanderer, was a big part of getting this all started. And, uh... He's been very mysterious over the years, right? He's uh, been doing the show. 
but uh, we never saw what he looked like. And uh, though sometimes his show was on the main website, a lot of, for a long time, his shows I've only added them to the archive without being on the main website. So a bit more underground on the underground. Approaching my bus stop here. And uh, yeah, it's only, I remember the first time I saw his face, he, he was posting some videos of a dead, he was in a dead mall in Charleston. He's in Charleston, West Virginia. He, uh, he was posting videos of a dead mall. And at one moment, uh, he was filming with his phone and then he goes in front of a, a you know a closed store window. You could you could see him. That's the first time I saw him. Electric bike. And this was fairly recent, a couple years ago. Um, so he's in New York. He's a, he's on a trip to New York City. So recently he's been much more open with, uh, you know, showing his face and communicating and everything. So. Hopefully when we talk to him, we'll get some sort of idea of what's been going on. I have some idea what's going been going on. He does talk about it somewhat on his recordings. And I just checked this morning. He has over 1,200 hours of recordings here on Onsung Radio. That's over 50 days, five zero days of audio. So he's definitely one of the top contributors to our network here. That The handful that have done that much uh, audio, and I, mean, I didn't check everyone, but I'm assuming just like PQ and Shambles and myself, maybe Jimbo. I don't know. Yeah, uh, who are the, have been the like the top, top, top contributors in terms of the uh, quantity produced? You know. So yeah, that was uh, 15 years ago. I guess 14 and a half. If you want to be uh, didactic about it, but yeah. So it's been a long time and. I remember, like, I, I, I was I went on a trip to, when we went we, when we went to like uh, Nashville or something. We were, I, I think I contacted him. Like, oh, maybe can I stop by and meet you? And he's like, Yeah, I don't think so. It'd be difficult, you know. So I've been wanting to meet him for a long time. So we'll see. We're going to meet him in uh, in uh, Bryant Park by the fountain. That's where I meet a lot of people. It's a, it's a good landmark. Um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see what he has to say. <laughs> it's so wild. It's so wild. And this also this morning, strangely, um, Brazen Gestures, another host on the channel here, uh, originally from Poland, but then he was living in uh, Berlin, and then he, and most recently, I believe he was in Mallorca. And he's been on the exit ramp a few times, but he just uh, wrote me about, um, he's creating like his own like mini metaverse. So, yeah, we got to check that out too. Stuff is happening. Some stuff is happening here in 2024. I'm telling you. So yeah, heading in. I probably, I don't think we're going to have like a grand adventure. I know he's, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff in New York, going to see shows and stuff. So I think we're just going to spend a few hours with him and then uh, that'll be it. Uh, not like, not one of the grand adventures going to Brooklyn and Queens and going all over the places. I would have liked to, but of course, you know, he, he, you know, he's on his own trip, you know. So we'll see what he has to say and uh, very much looking forward to it. So hopefully the bus will be here soon. And here we are at the Port Authority bus terminal in Midtown Manhattan. Man, that bus ride was fast. No traffic. The bus was uh, driving fast. I don't have to meet, uh, I'm not meeting uh, Meanderich for, for one hour. But I, has, I had to take this bus because if I got the next bus, I wouldn't have made it to our noon meeting. 
the bus terminal here. So there's that psychedelic piano. Like some holdover from the 60s. It's hashtag sing for hope. Or hashtag still a thing. That's been one of the trends recently on the show is that uh, all these things that seem relatively new and kind of annoying, like now they're over with and kind of now they're part of history and like the amazing revelation that the, the, all the, hips, the hipsters and hipsterism died out around 2017. Who knew? Maybe hashtags died out as well. If not, I'm sure people are hoping they'll die out soon. Hashtag whatever. Yeah. Also known as the Octothorpe. I had that phrase Octothorpe, kind of combining Octothorpe and Octopussy. I don't think I ever used it for anything, did I? I don't know. Anyway, when I was on the bus, I realized how uh, symbolic my opening uh, salvo was there, my opening statement about the caves, right? The show caves, how they're underground, and how they can't make them today. There was only a certain t- time period where they could have been made. And I, and I realized, listen, it must, this must have been subconscious. Because I was thinking about West Virginia, and that really is the story of the only time I've really been to West Virginia. Meander is in West Virginia, lives in West Virginia. He's here right now, though. Um, so it made sense that I would talk about it, but at the same time, this channel, OnSug Radio, the Overnight Escape Underground, is underground like a cave. And uh, it could not be created today. There's what, the, the, the circumstances that uh, happened to create the Overnight Escape Underground was of a particular time, right? Uh, what was going on in 2009, 2010, 2011, where, you know, most of our channel here was sort of established. And you could, you know, and I would say, like, that was the big explosion of new hosts coming on. And there were have been new hosts over the years. But the last few years, there have really not been too many new hosts. I mean, we had Maverick 88, of course, who knew me when I was growing up in the neighborhood in New Jersey. And, of course, uh, James from Scotland, who came on very, very briefly for five episodes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, there's, I could not imagine any way something like this could be created today. So this, the cave thing was actually very symbolic. And also how the meanderer was very underground, even in the underground. He was sort of uh, under the underground, kind of like the train station under the train station over at Grand Central. That would be actually symbolically satisfying to go with the meanderer to the train station under the train station because it's under the under, just like his shows are, basically. Maybe, Maybe we'll try to do that. It's not too, too far from Bryant Park. I think we have to, to satisfy the symbolic um, area. No, what's the right word? The symbolic intent? No. The symbolic potential. Yes, it has great symbolic potential. Indeed. Oh, I better get some tickets. Bus tickets. Get my tickets here. Someone's playing a harmonica. I can't tell if it's just like bad harmonica playing or if there's something kind of brilliant about it, you know? I don't know. 
busking. I think it is a kind of busking. You zip up here. You know, zip, zipping is still a two, two-handed operation. When, when are they going to have one-handed zippers? It's 2024, for God's sake. I guess that was it for that song. What's next on the playlist? He saw that I'm recording and got uh, harmonica shy. Where can I go? Well, obviously, there's a lot of fun stuff to do here in New York City. Not as much as there used to be. I could go to Times Square. I do want to go to that Tamashi Nation store. Um, you go to Target on 42nd Street. What else can I do? I don't want to let Meander know that I'm a little early because I think both of us are sort of mentally preparing in the back of our minds for this momentous meeting. I remember right over here is where I bought that pink gorilla ashtray all those years ago. It was like a a little pop-up shop that sold these weird art items like this pink ashtray. It was from a company called AreaWare. You can still find images of it online, but it's not available anymore, the pink gorilla ashtray. I bought it for one of those white elephant Christmas parties. And no one wanted it. They didn't realize what a, what a gem they had on their hands with the pink gorilla ashtray. They didn't understand. Perhaps they weren't smokers. They didn't need an ashtray. Perhaps they, 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 they felt it would be better in a different colorway. I don't know. But I bought it right over here. Weird pop-up shops at the bus terminal. <laughs> Very... Very vague aspects of history, indeed. I'm so excited to meet Meander. Yeah, I don't know what, like, like, would, like, I don't know if I was going to start something like these days. It, I don't know if it could really have taken root in today's quote-unquote soil of our culture and society. Doing a, a show like this. It doesn't seem to be a good time for that. So thank goodness I started it in the past when there was a richer soil for such things. Here we are at 42nd and 8th. Oh, is there a 5 below? I'll go there. Just got to kill some time. <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of ways to kill time around here. What's that thing David Letterman had? One of his like staff, like Almar's Network Time Killers. It's like a one of those concepts. And now it's time for the Network Time Killers. And just people doing like pointless things to kill time. Vague. Whatever happened to that guy that had like collected every single episode of David Letterman? Remember that guy? I know he's been putting some stuff online. I would love to have access to that every episode of Letterman it just that'd be great time killers <laughs> I guess these things yeah it's, it's later and like sometimes like uh, these things aren't open in the morning but it's 11 
and on a Saturday, so it should it should be open. Let's go to. Uh, oh, this one goes up instead of down. This uh, this five below. There's another one of those stores where everything's cheap. Kind of like Burlington Coat Factory, but uh, more fun stuff. Well, because of inflation, they have also they're also it used to everything was just five dollars here. But now, because of inflation, there's like uh, they had to increase the price of some items. Hey, thank you. You welcomed me. Ooh, mini tarot decks. Look at this. Oh. I already have mini tarot cards, though. I've never done anything with them. Oh look, here's a uh, a knockoff of the. Uh, it looks sort of like the um, those cups, those popular cups, uh, Stanley cups, but it's only five five ninety nine. I suppose there's still a five. Is that how they justify it? Any any price like thirty five ninety nine? Oh, there's a five in it, so that's five below. Gag toys. Gag me with a spoon. I used to go to stores like this and kind of I sort of felt like there's things you could do with little objects that would be cool with all those different ideas I had Obliviana and stuff oh there's a kazoo I, I could buy this in a company of the guy on harmonica we could have we could do like a duet ooh Loteria card game that's kind of interesting Mini operation, mini little mini game. Great. <laughs> Toys. Ooh. Foam swords. I guess if you want to play pirate or whatever, you can get your foam swords. And here's sort of a uh, knockoff yoga Barbie. Good vibes only t shirt. Vintage candy section. Do I need any, any wires or tech items? Ooh, they have those little trees for the car. Air fresheners. Find one in every car. You'll see. But they only have new car smell. No other sense. That fake smell that the car manufacturers came up with to make a car smell new. I guess originally it was the actual smell of a new car, like new leather and vinyl and things, but then eventually just became set as a particular scent. <sighs> Is this like the music of today? <laughs> it's rather nightmarish. I don't think this five below is as big as some of the other ones. It's not like a flagship. Any good Krispy Kreme donut jelly bellies, jelly beans. That's not bad. Of course, when it comes to candy, who knows what's vegan and what's not. I'm not a big candy eater anymore. 
Ooh, fun dip. Well, they don't call it they don't call it Lickamade anymore. What the hell's wrong with them? It's called Lickamade, okay? Lickamade, fun dip. What is this? Art scratching? Alright, let's get out of here. This place is bringing me down. Ferry crossing. Hi, welcome to Five Below. Sonic the Hedgehog toys. Sonic Tails and Knuckles. But no Amy Rose for some reason. I don't know why. They're trying to make her the fourth. Fourth character in the newer games. So a few minutes later now, I stopped by Target. Very depressing because so many products are in locked cabinets because shoplifting has become such has increased and become such an enormous problem just in the past couple of years that uh, half the stuff they're selling is is, is locked and you have to contact a team member. I don't know what prevents someone from contacting a team member taking the product. I don't know, did they bring it up to the cash register or did they give it to the person? In which case, they could just steal it from there. I don't know how they deal with that. Maybe they bring it up to the cash register. I don't know how they deal with it. Of course, many of these stores, if shoplifting becomes too much of a problem, they just shut down, of course. They're in business to make money, and if all of their stuff is being stolen, as so many uh, retailers have been shutting down all over the country in big cities. Rather unfortunate. How are we doing for time here? Let's see. Yeah, it's only about a half hour. Alright, here's Times Square. Try out that Tamashi Nation store. Sell toy robots and stuff. Oh, look at that. A Pac-Man figurine. Looks rather pricey. And what do you do with a Pac-Man figurine? Put it into a display case of some sort? Or do you buy it hoping to sell it later at a higher value? New Adam Sandler movie called Spaceman. Yeah. Let's see what we got for the robots over here. A lot of people like hanging out right in front of the store, but it is open. I would always think go to like Toy Tokyo down on uh, that Second Avenue. It's a good place, but this has some good stuff. A lot of these you can't buy; you have to pre-order them. But these are all behind display cases too. No, some no some product you can buy. How much are these things? Here's like Obito Uchiha from. Uh, oh yeah, I remember him from. Uh, Naruto, $76. The little doll. 
It seems like one of those, there's been so many stores like this in Times Square that just come and go. Really not much to see in here. Figurines. It's all figurines here. AKA dust collectors. Now I know, I know collecting this stuff can be fun and a satisfying hobby. Just like anything that's like a hobby, you can, uh, you know, you can it, think about it, research it, imagine what it'll be like to have it. The thrill of the pre-purchase, right? Then when you finally have it, you kind of just, eh, you know, sort of like all the beforehand times that it's really the more exciting stuff. Venture further into Times Square here. Oh, God, the next few blocks up where... The, Toys R Us and Virgin Megastore existed at one point in the past. I went to both those places so many times. But that's history, man. They're not there anymore. And back then, there weren't anyone dressed up as these jerky characters all over Times Square. Mario, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. There's three Minnie... Are those the same three Minnie Mouses I saw the other day? A Spider-Man... An Iron Man, a giant gorilla. Supposed to be Kong. King Kong, perhaps. We didn't have these costume creeps back in the day. I remember when I went out to Hollywood, California, on my honeymoon in 97, seeing these people dress up in these costumes to shake down the tourists. And What the hell is this? Thank God we don't have that in New York. <laughs> and little did I know, it would arrive a few years later. Because I don't understand, like, what was the impetus to start. I guess no one thought of doing it until the first few people did it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Yeah, this is where Toys R Us was, I think. Yeah. It's all gone. It's all gone. All right. It's a few minutes later now. We're approaching the time. Stop by the Disney store, which is... Uh, still there amazingly it's been there for such a long time of course it brought to mind the much better disney store that was up on i believe fifth avenue right by the trump tower years ago it was a multi-level operation i believe run by the theme park division so they had a lot of really interesting stuff there that came and went there's a national debt clock that was moved from a few blocks away the current national debt of the United States is $34 trillion, $240,883,281,591. And your family share, $116,498. Ah. Ah, so Meander, he's at Joe Coffee. Was this the fountain? All right. I'll just I'll let him know I'm going to see uh, uh. oh that's not the fountain I'm going to come to Joe Coffee right around the corner one moment 
Alright. Yeah, I'll be there in like two minutes, three minutes. Joe Coffee. I think, wait, no. Okay, I'm thinking of the other coffee. Right, I know where he is, okay. It's a little further, but uh, I'll be there. Another, Add another minute to the arrival time, yeah. In the same way that a lot of companies are shortening their names, as I mentioned last time, Burlington Coat Factory became Burlington. Joe, the art of coffee, simply changed her name to Joe Coffee. Tartars. They're like those Tartarian conspiracy theories. That, that was fun while it lasted. Remember Tartaria? Yeah, that was fairly discredited, but it was interesting while it lasted. That there's this ancient civilization that built all the cities like in North America. <laughs> Listen, these conspiracy theories are have, have all different shapes and sizes. That one... I don't think so. Wait, wait a minute. What is this? Bank of America. This is another. This used to be the H HBO's headquarters. Now it's the Bank of America building. Even though there's another Bank of America skyscraper across the street. What do they have? A new uh, virtual assistant called Erica. Meet Erica, your new Bank of America virtual assistant. Erica. Her name is in our name. They're not saying that. They really, that, that's very corny. I don't know, do any, those virtual assistants don't ever seem, they don't seem very good. I'm sure they will get good at some point, but they're just not good yet, really, in my opinion. I, I don't know. Or maybe I've just been so turned off to the shitty AI that we've been subjected to recently that, yeah. All right, he's right over here somewhere. exciting meat meanderer at Joe Coffee. I could use some coffee too. Wow, look at those taxi medallions. Very fancy these days. What do those cost? Like a couple million each? Taxi medallions? Alright, here we go. Entering Bryant Park. Joe is over on the other side of the park. <laughs> Ooh, a chess hustler. Lot, several chess hustlers here. Ooh, do they let you win the first one, then they double the bet, and then they just destroy you because they're good at chess? Well, here's the fountain, but he's at Joe. Should be over this way. Left. 
that weird chocolate hardware store yeah. uh, tension skaters alright if I turn the corner here we should see Joe there's Joe there he is I see him I see Meanderer there he is I don't know if he sees me yet I see him oh my god there he is. Meanderer. Hey. Good to see you. Hey, Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. So, uh, sitting here like I always for uh, for lunchtime at work, these, these flimsy tables and chairs. In the summer, I always try to sit at them, you know. Uh-huh. And this place is so crowded. You, if you find a, a table and chair, it's like the best thing ever. So, Brendan. We can yes. call you Brendan. Yes. This is amazing. Finally meeting after 15 years. It's very cool, yeah. Good to see you. Wow. And I, I did a little calculation. Uh, you have uh, over 1,200 hours of recordings on Onsug Radio. Yay. So over 50 days, approaching two months of audio, so... You're like, and that's out of fourteen thousand. So you're a huge portion of the, uh, of Qu- the record. Quantity, not quality. I get it. Now wait a minute. Yeah. Now look. Uh, so, uh, so how long have you been in New York? It's a few days now, right? Yep. Uh, I arrived Wednesday night. So, and I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Now, did you ever get to Warwick to go see that play? Or? I decided not to go. Actually, I was a little bit worried about getting stranded. The battery in my devices was draining and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were going to go see a play up there, right? Yeah. Yes. The last five years. So what, what, now what, what, what have you been doing the past couple of days? It's Saturday, Tess. You've been here for a few days. Uh, yesterday I saw Wicked. It's in the movie theater a couple of times. I walked for like five hours from 35th to 87th and back, and then all around the 40s and 30s. Uh, spent two days at MoMA. It's probably a highlight. It's been interesting seeing the sights. Nice. Well, yeah, it's a very surreal moment, but this is sort of like meeting you here in my sort of my, my backyard. This has been my home away from home, this park, for so many years. So what, not, when was the last time you were in New York before this? 1999. 99, wow. Yeah. I was just talking about the world of 99 in Times Square with the Toys R Us, the Virgin Megastore, and all that stuff, how it's changed. So how, how have you seen the city change since then? It's hard for me to quantify since it's been so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, fewer stories that interest me, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. So now, um, in the past, you've been very, like, uh, like I never even knew what you looked like, and you had to be very careful that people didn't find your show online and things like that. Now, is that, are those, that, that strain of questions, that type, is this something that you, you're, you can talk about, or if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I, I just, you know, like... All over now. That was a codependency issue, and I am out of the codependent relationship. Okay. So, yeah. No anonymity needed. So now, you, now you're from Ireland, right? Yep. I uh, met my wife online in 1999. We met in person in 2000. We got married in February 2000. And would have celebrated our 24th anniversary today. Really? Today's 24 years? Wow. That, that is wild. So you were, you've been living in, in, in Charleston, West Virginia. This is true. Yeah. I haven't gotten that much in recent years. Um, our first decade together, we traveled a bit, went to concerts in Louisville and Columbus and stuff. But she became increasingly agoraphobic and not wanting to go places. Wow. And uh, so, 
you are now separated from your wife? Is that kind of the situation? Yep. Uh, we have filed for divorce. It's not complete yet, but we are living separately. And uh, now what about your job? I saw on Facebook you left your job. <laughs> yes, that codependent relationship is over too. So uh, now are you still going to be living in, in, uh, in, in West Virginia or what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm paid up for a couple of months, but I am visiting Ireland in April and I'm going to evaluate my options then, see if my boy was worth returning. You still have your Euro citizenship and everything? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, that's good. Wow. So now you can sort everything is sort of out in the open and you can talk about everything? So, yeah. Some, some degree of stuff? It's very freeing, yeah. Like, there's even some stuff at work It's kind of weird. There's this author I like. Uh, uh, he wrote articles and was an editor, Gian de Trapano. Uh, he edited Tyrant for Tyrant books and lived in Hell's Kitchen. Anyway, so I'm, I was working for relatives of his family, so I kind of had to hide my obsession with him when I was Really? Yeah. Wow. And how about, like, the church you were involved in? Can you talk about that at all? Because I know that was a big topic on your shows. <laughs> Is this... Or maybe you don't want to talk about it, no, dude? It's, it's very distant. Um, I don't feel like an emotional connection to it. But uh, my wife was Jehovah's Witness. I didn't marry her with the intent of becoming one, but I kind of got talked into it eventually. I spent about three to six years, I think, believing it. I eventually fell away. And it's a complicated religion because they kind of dictate certain rules to you and make life more difficult. Wow. Yeah, from what I know, what little I know about it, I mean, you know, I don't know if you're the same, but I'm interested in all religions and what they have to say. Um, but I've somehow never become part of one. But I sort of admired Jehovah's Witnesses just in the sense that they had a more specific vision of the afterlife than many Christian uh, denominations, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but their their view is like when you die, you're sort of in kind of a suspended animation and you'll be resurrected as a human on Earth, but Earth is going to be a lot better in the future. Is that kind of, do I have that right? Kind yeah, of? that's just for yeah. the majority of people. And then yeah. they have this 144,000 weird thing where some people go to heaven. But Okay, huh? some people go to the better place. Most people <laughs> just stay here. What a letdown. You're like, you're like you're, oh, you're back to Earth again. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you're trying to get to be one of the few that get to the other place. Is that the idea? <laughs> not really interested in getting to the other place. Huh? <laughs> like, could you do anything to get there, or just sort of luck of the draw, or if you're a particularly good person? Um, it's one of those inner belief things, apparently. If you're convinced that you're one of those, then you are. Okay. Interesting. The numbers might not work, because I think they filled their quotient a while ago. Uh, I may have to get some coffee, too. Yeah, this place used to be called Joe the Art of Coffee. And then they shorten their name. Like, every place is shortening their names these days. Yeah, let me go grab a coffee. Sure. And we'll continue. Or we'll talk a little bit as real people off the air, and then we'll go back on the air. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a super famous bathrooms over here. These are staffed during opening hours with attendants. And this is, like, one of the only, like, great usable bathrooms in this entire area. Uh-huh. Because this park... Bryant Park is not a New York City park. This is a private organization. Wow. So they have their own security team, their own maintenance team. That's why this park is so beautiful. And uh, it's a very unique place. I had no idea. Yeah. I guess I've heard you and Amazon Go a couple of times, too. Yes, there's Amazon Go that, for some reason, recently stopped stocking vegan stuff, which is very aggravating. So... We're going to... Show Brendan uh, where I work over here. I love that. I got my coffee. I got an espresso, so I'm good now. 
big as this. So we passed Gertrude Stein and Bryant, whoever Bryant is. Yes, the statues of the people from the park. There's the famous Grace Building, which looks a little bit like the Atari logo. It's a curved building. I think I remember seeing that when I was like a, a child in the 70s, this building. Wow. Yeah, I have a distant memory of that. Across the street here. It's a bit cold, but otherwise a nice sunny day. It's not, not a bad day. So, so how much longer are you in for? Uh, Leaving tomorrow morning. Okay. You're taking the train? Yes. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether to stay up all night or not. Because <laughs> I'm thinking going to The Shining at 11.30, so, which would let out around 1.30, I guess. This is the movie or a play or something? The movie. Oh, nice. And then my train is leaving from Newark, so I'd have to get there. Oh, okay. You know the movie's all about how, the, how they fake the moon mission. You know, you know that. <laughs> I've heard some things, yes. Yes. Look at the, Well, you've seen it, obviously, already. Look at Danny's sweater when the ball rolls back to him. It's Apollo 11. Look at what uh, Jack is uh, typing. All work and no play. No. A11. Apollo 11 work and no play. <laughs> Makes Jack a dull boy. Watch out for all that stuff. Also, when they're in the uh, storeroom, there are six cases of 7-Up stacked. Wow. They sent 7-Up, but only six made it to the moon. Right? This is not fascinating. So you have an encyclopedic knowledge of all yes. the conspiracies, right? Yeah, all right, I'm going to pause for a moment while I show him the workplace here. Yeah, and then 43rd Street on the other side here, you couldn't be more different than 42nd. This is... Uh, totally different vibe, and you can see Grand Central right down there. This building here is a secret society. I forget, wow. the, I forget the name of it, but... Um, what is that very long Roman numeral? That's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, 18, 18, uh, uh, 1889, I think, right? Is that, that what it says? MDCCCLXXXIX. Very disappointing ending in a series. Yeah. Those Romans, they didn't understand the number zero? What's wrong with them? But yeah, this is like a secret society here. This skyscraper was just is brand new. It's just, it was like an empty lot for many years. So, uh, when, so when are you heading to uh, Ireland? Uh, Mid-April. Nice. I'd like to come to Charleston at some point. Is it a good place to visit? Yes. It's gotten much better in recent years. It's a lot of art and culture now that they're doing. Oh, nice. Things. Look, that's 4, 418. That's twice 209. So it's the corner building, Grand Central? Which one? Where's Grand Central? Straight ahead with those big arched windows there. We're gonna go. We're gonna take a picture in the train station under the train station. Left. That'll be the show art. 
because it's very, very important to visit the underground of the underground. <laughs> Does the building remind you of any particular movies? I think about 12 Monkeys a lot when I put it. Yeah, I mean, Grand Central has become so iconic, even in that uh, video game Overwatch as a whole level in New York in the future, but part of it takes place in Grand Central. And actually, 12 Monkeys, if you... Hold on one second. The lions out in front of uh, this, the main library there, right, are in 12 Monkeys, right? Those cement lions. I don't know if you see them right over there. Yeah, I got pictures of those this morning. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to watch it again. So that was, that was in 12 Monkeys. All the futures that are destroyed, the few New York landmarks are left. So what do you think about all those timeline theories, or my timeline theories? Are there alternate timelines, or do you believe more that it's just one reality? Um, my current perspective is kind of cynical, and just trying to live this life, because uh, thinking about other things kind of messes me up too much. Yeah. So just, and I, I agree, I kind of say we can use baseline reality, consensual reality as, as, a, uh, as a tool for, in our mind, right? To, I use it all the time, right? To say what science has established, what our consensual reality is very important. But then, I, of course, I go off on tangents, you know? Yeah. Such as the Anunnaki, including this statue is about Anunnaki scale. This is... Uh, Fun to hear about a, fire, a firefighter's prayer. This is a 9-11 related uh, statue. But um, the size of that character is about, probably about, standing would be about 10 or 15 feet tall. That's sort of how I imagine an Anunnaki would, the size of an Anunnaki would be. That's terrifying. <laughs> well, it, yeah, I mean, like, we are the hobbits. That's the whole point of the theory. It is a very, it's a very disturbing theory, obviously. <laughs> Thank you for introducing it to my day. <laughs> yeah. We're the little people. Indeed. So have you been in any of these stores where all the products are locked behind cabinets? It's, yes. That? That's crazy. That's just new. That's very new. Yeah, I think it was at CVS. Yeah. Isn't that horrible? It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to bother people, so you choose to get something simple like water. So it's like there's such a, a shoplifting problem. So, so I, I saw you went to Museum of Modern Art. I used to love going there so much. I haven't been there in a while. So how was it? It was mostly powerful. Um, in some cases, I think the crowds kind of t- you know deter you from enjoying the art. Um, but the first morning I went was Thursday morning, and I was among like very few people in the room. Was, Starry night, and that was a pretty powerful experience. Um, my wife and I have kind of been interested in Van Gogh, so there's a lot of associations to it. I ended up crying through most of the viewing of that. Yeah, Starry Night is there, the one of his perhaps his most famous painting, right? Yeah. Yep. And I saw you also posted about Christina's World, which is just sort of like by the by the escalators, and like it's such an important work of art, but it's just like yeah, it's weird. Everyone's just plucking past it. In fact, my, uh, one of some of my earliest memories going to a pediatrician, I remember there's a huge print of Christina's World in the pediatrician's office, so that it's extra powerful for me, this weird young child. picture to be introducing to young people. I know. It's this woman li- like lying in this field of wheat, and you're like, what the heck, what's going on with her? What's, what is Christina's story? You know? I don't know if I'm misremembering, but I thought like maybe she had polio and was trying to get to a destination. Yeah, you know? something like that. It's a wild painting. 
So here is Grand Central, and I love how Park Avenue sort of goes around the building. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And this skyscraper is brand new, called One Vanderbilt. I watched them building it in ex the excruciating day-to-day -day process, tearing down the block that was here before and re and building it up. All right, we're about to enter Grand Central here. Classic place. <laughs> yes, the amazing Grand Central Station, the clock in the middle, the information booth. Of course, we have to go down to the, de the de depressing area, the, the uh, dining concourse. That is the key area for me. <laughs> All right, let's go. But I will say, this place, no matter how many thousands of times I've been here, impresses me every time. It never gets old. It is such a grand structure. And of course, the stars on the ceiling are uh, reversed. You know that? Yeah, so they, it's a mirror image. So it's sort of like you're looking from the heavens down as opposed to looking at the earth up is the theory. And they were going to tear this place down, but Jackie Kennedy helped prevent them from tearing it down. So there's a whole area over there that's dedicated to Jackie Kennedy. And you know the movie Kleonoskatsi? Say it again? Kleonoskatsi? Nope. You should, you should find it, because those escalators are featured quite prominently in Kleonoskatsi. Can you message it to me? Because <laughs> I can't tell what you're saying. Uh, Kleonoskatsi. It's, it's an Indian word for life out of balance. Okay. It's from the 80s. Let's go over this way. But yeah, they, they sort of, uh, it's, it's, there's no story or dialogue. It's just uh, music and uh, imagery of nature and of uh, technology. So they'll show like the Grand Canyon, then they'll show like those escalators and sort of comparing it. And it was... I would very much like to see it. Thank you. And there's, it's a trilogy. So there's uh, Pau Katsi and then there's a third one. I forget the third one's name. But. <laughs> so like... This entrance to the dining concourse, this has been like, when I was going to work five days a week before the pandemic, this was like, I would go here almost every day with that dining concourse, like, uh, sculptural sign. <laughs> the Transit Museum, of course. Annex. Deeper and deeper underground. Yeah. 
Yeah, this dining con concourse has seen better days. As you might imagine, it was decimated during COVID, and a lot of the places never came back. Okay. But over here, those escalators, I was fantasizing about those escalators you see there for years and years and years. I was so fascinated about the idea there was going to be a train station under the train station. So we'll go around this way. And over here, where there's now pliables, this was the Hale and Hardy soups that was one of my go-tos wow. for many years, right here. I've heard so much about it. Yes. But you can hardly sit down here anymore. They're all standing uh, tables because of the homeless problem. They were never able to legally uh, codify who's homeless. How do you know someone's homeless? And you can walk in off the street and sit down at a table without buying anything that's perfectly within the rules. So eventually they, they made the rule, you can't sleep, you can't, you can't close your eyes. And uh, they, I, I saw them enforcing it a few times. But see all these standing tables? This is no fun. Nope. So anyway. Yeah, I saw a lot of homeless people at Penn Station when I first came in. Yeah, it's become very sad. Here is the train station under the train station. Look at this. It's called Grand Central Madison. And this how I get to Newark for my train home. LIR. Wait, which one? I think I'm taking the Island Railroad. So, the, so at Penn Station they have LIRR, but you're probably taking New Jersey Transit. Okay. Uh, that's the thing. Long Island is over to the east, but everyone from Long Island would have to get off at Penn Station, which is all the way across town. That's why they opened this, so people could come to this side of the town. They literally had to dynamite out the rock to create this. I mean, you heard, you heard explosions while they were building this. Yeah. But the scale of this thing is unbelievable, this place. You'll see. I don't like these doors. Hopefully they'll get rid of these doors eventually. Kind of crappy temporary doors, but... Yeah, look at this place. And we still have a lot further down to go. I appreciate the hush. Yes. And you can see in the tiles, they tell you what street you're on. So this says 43. So this is 43rd Street. I missed that the first few times I came down here. There's so much art in this place. It's uh, pretty amazing. It sort of had a scale and scope that was uh, pre, pre-pandemic in, in, in style. I'm glad you suggested this. It's fascinating. These beautiful photos and... There's all like quotes from different New Yorkers and stuff. You'll, you'll see this. I haven't been deep down here for a while. I feel like I keep circumventing Central Park, but I haven't entered it yet. That's a whole nother, yeah, that's like a whole day thing, you know. Uh -huh. Well, there's so many different aspects of Central Park. But yeah, some beautiful photos here. So one of the things about this train station is that uh, it's so far underground. Some people are saying it's taking them in, in, a, in a rush hour in the morning up to 15 minutes to get off the train and up to street level. Yeah. In which case they could have possibly just not even needed to come here. They could have gone to the other train station. I kind of felt that way. See, here's. This. I was trying to avoid walking too much because I blistered yesterday. Yeah. So I tried to take subway a couple of times, but there's so many steps up and down it was almost defeating the purposes. Yeah, yeah, it could be like that. Yeah, I was just at the uh, West 4th Street station the other day, and um, it's exactly the same as it was when I was in college in the 80s. The subway station has not changed at all. 
It's like exactly the same. Everything else has changed, but the subway station is different. So we're in the concourse here. You can see how far it goes to the north there. But to get to the trains, we have to go much further down. Great. <laughs> it's uh, shockingly far down. Will we emerge by 1.30? Yes, yes, we will. Do you know what cross street it's on, your, your theater? Because we can, we can exit at one of these cross streets. Yes. Yeah. Spren is going to see Chicago, right? That's true. What is it, 2 o'clock show? Yep. Yeah. All right, we should be able to make it. West 49th. Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll go up to the end here then. But let's go down first. Here we go. This is uh, these uh, escalators here. You'll see in a moment that they're pretty, pretty far down. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. And that's not even the end of it. There's, you have to go down further. Have you ever been here when they were inoperable? Uh, no, no. I think there, hopefully there's there's elevators. I don't know. But yeah, this is uh, it's almost vertigo-inducing. This uh, enormous enormous escalator. So sorry, I got in your shot. <laughs> got to do it again. So do you ever think about people listening to your recordings like in like the future? Or you try not or you try to block it out. No, I think about it because um, I'm pretty negative about the quality because I mumble so much. It's probably not even bother. People wouldn't even bother to listen to it. But if in the future they care enough, they might try to discern what I'm saying. It'd be interesting. No, I think, you know, I, I, I'm so... Because I, as I mentioned, you were pretty much the first or the second person that helped to create the Overnightscape Underground, which is something that has changed my life in a massive way. And you were a huge part of getting that going with your Brendan Rambles. Because yeah. Eddie had uh, Eddie from Ireland had done a, uh, a show earlier in the year, but you were the first one to send a show in that crucial time of a, circa October 2009. <laughs> now, do you remember how that happened? How did you come up with Brendan Rambles and send it in? What was the story? I just heard Eddie, and I wanted to do it. Um, really? I've liked recording audio since I can remember. I recorded myself when I was visiting in New York and L.A. in 1999 on tape. Oh, yeah, cassette tape. So, so now you heard uh, Eddie's uh, 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 trampler sampler in Manila? Yes. And that's what inspired you? Yes. That's so interesting. Wow. Yep, I think Eddie was my introduction to you also. I, uh, back in the Podcast Alley days, he was in the top 50, I think. Maybe oh, yeah. Podcast Alley, yeah. So do you think you'd ever, if you go to Ireland, you, you would visit Eddie and, uh, and also Neil? Like, have you ever been in contact with them? They're still, they're still pretty active now. I am open to the idea. Yes, it's a good idea. Are you going to be in the Dublin area? I think they're in the Dublin area. I am. Uh, we live about an hour from Dublin. Okay. I've never been. I got to go to Ireland too. So this. So I think we're going down to the deepest level now. See, this is. Can I show you something? Tracks two or three, two or four, three or three, three or four. In uh, Port Authority bus terminal, they have every number two hundred up to two o eight. 
and then they have 210. They skip 209, and this place skips it too. That is really interesting. You know, what do, what do you think of all my 209 theories? Just be honest. <laughs> I think we attract things to ourselves, so yeah. if we focus on it, it comes to us. So I, I think about 209 a lot, so I see a lot of 209s. Yeah. But do I, you think, I see a lot too. Do you, th- you think it has any meaning? Because I, I still don't know what the meaning is, really. I mean, I think it's a good life goal to try to figure out the meaning. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think this is a good background, so why don't we try to do like a selfie here for the show art? Really? And that, that's your area code? Yeah. All right. Let me. Let's try to do a, a few shots here. Sure. All right. It's good. Uh, do a few here. Turn around. Let's try another. Let's just go on this side over here. I don't know why I wasn't quite. Well, we want to be on the 304 side. That's your area code. But I was trying to. Yeah, let's try over here. Yeah, I want to get like this elevator thing. That, that that's kind of cool. That second level. All right, let's let's try to do it here. All right. All right. See the open train door, that's very s- symbolic as well. I like that. All right, one of those would be good. Thank you. So, yeah, if we go this way, we're heading towards 49th anyway. So, thank you. We'll actually come out probably on 49th and we can just walk over. Perfect. Yeah. This place is amazing. Look at look at the grandeur of this place and kind of, you know, when they tore down Penn Station around 1960. If you've seen pictures of time, uh, the original Penn Station, it's enormous. It's it's like cavernous, even bigger than uh, Grand Central. They tore it down and then they built this closed-in claustrophobic area that is Penn Station, as you know. They actually have been raising the ceilings in Penn Station. You may have seen. So I think they are trying to introduce uh, a pleasant architectural style for people daily commuting, right? Not just sort of utilitarian, but it should be beautiful and it should uh, inspire. Especially like, I think about like my your distant memories of the past of the train stations. The architecture is so much a part of that, right? Yes. <laughs> this is such a long... I've been on a train until this week since also 1999. Wow! <laughs> in, in Dublin, we got around on the light rail system a lot. So I used to do that a lot in the 90s. I have missed it. Yeah. Well, I, I always would prefer prefer trains to uh, buses, but like at Penn Station, the New Jersey Transit area... They don't tell that you the track till the last second, then everyone jams in trying to get onto this little staircase, and it's rather unpleasant. Whereas the bus is the bus, you know. Yep. So now, when we hear you walking around uh, Charleston, um, now, have you ever, did you ever have a car? Did you ever drive? Like, what was it? I never learned to drive, no. Really? You never did? Never did. <laughs> is that what, would you like to try to learn? Or? I am open to the idea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my dad never taught me. I tried the eye exam once and failed it. So I figured it wasn't worth the trouble. And then there was always a financial aspect. But it's certainly a possibility for the future. 
Tell me about it. Yeah, it's so expensive owning cars. So that's it. I didn't know that was the reason that you didn't that you never drove any. Wow. Did you have any other questions about Charleston? <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah. How's the bus system there? Is it, is it good? Uh, it's gotten worse since the pandemic, but it's pretty good. Like every half hour, every hour. Now, in terms of the culture, I, I know West Virginia is kind of was technically in the is technically in the South, I guess, but not that much in the South, right? I think we can go up this way. Look how slow that escalator is going. I think it's going to speed up though when we when we enter though. Yes, it detected us. Wow. So, what, like, what the cult culturally is it? You feel like it's the American South, or is it? So Charleston is one of those like blue spots in a red state kind of thing. Yeah. So like there's a lot of art and variety, liberalness, all that good stuff. Okay. And you mentioned Columbus. How far is Columbus, Ohio, from there? Uh, three and a half hours, I think. Okay, three and a half hours. You know, I've been planning my uh, epic Ohio trip for years now, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. See, look, I believe. Yes, 47. Yes, he says 47 here. It's really cool. There's these giant circular patterns of tiles, and it actually tells you what street you're on, but you wouldn't notice it at first. That's what's so cool about it. How did you figure it out? I eventually was at the right angle, and I saw it. And look up here. It's like a cool, like a cool silo going up there. <laughs> and look at these. Just, just everywhere there's this, this art, this tile mosaics. I mean, I think this is... Uh, Right. Look at this one. This is of turkeys. Beautiful tile mosaic, right? Uh, they commissioned so much art for this place. We, in my neighborhood, we have these wild turkeys, almost exactly like these that wander around recently. Yeah. Right? It's beautiful. All, all, all glass uh, tiles. I remember, didn't they have something like this at Disney World in Cinderella's Castle, as I recall? never been to Disney World. Really? You think I should go? I think so. You should go at least once to check it out. So we can go up these escalators here. But they have all these cool quotes too. Let's go look at this one quote. There's quotes along the walls. I know this is from Jerry Seinfeld, but I know one is from Yoko Ono. All people in New York are funny and get funnier as they get older. Is that the whole quote? Okay. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. They, they have all these quotes of New Yorkers here. I remember the Yoko Ono one was pretty good. Even, well, she's still in New York, but she moved out of the city. You know, she moved to upstate. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, she has to keep the secret that Paul is dead, so they want to, like, stash her away. No comment. <laughs> more, more, so you don't, you don't think Paul is dead? No. Have you ever been that into the Beatles? Or, like, as much as I am? No, not nearly as much as you are. Yeah. I like listening to them occasionally, but not obsessive. See, I like the fact that, I, and as I understand, like mo almost everyone that listens to my show, like they think I'm full of crap, and I want that. I don't want people to ever, ever be influenced to go down the wrong road because of my uh, conspiracy theories. I'm heartened to hear that people, uh, you know, they enjoy hearing me talk about it, but they don't think there's any reality to it, which I love that. I, I want that, you know. So that. Dirty little secret is that I, the Anunnaki thing feels real to me, particularly after being high. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, glimpses of another world. Yeah, I mean, the Anunnaki thing is 
really, all the, to me, all the world's religions and, and traditions talk about a race of humanoids that are larger than people that are responsible for our situation here. That there, ha- there, there doesn't have to be something to it, but it feels like there's a good chance there's something to it. You know, and that if we were to see them and and see that we were the the hobbits, it would be, as you said, very disturbing. And I think that's the reason that we've been kind of blessed with this scenario where we have the Big Bang and evolution and plausible deniability of all the religious stuff, so we can just live our full lives as weird, selfish little humans. You know. Yep, that's certainly my life. <laughs> yeah. But. So where, so where are you at now in terms of spirituality and stuff? I know that's something you... We sort of share a, a passion for that. <sighs> where am I? I'm trying to believe in something. It's all very vague. I can't put my trust in it. Mostly, I think there's nothing, I guess. Do you have, like, an internal dialogue going with... Because I do kind of a lot. Like with, I don't know who I'm talking to. I think I'm maybe talking to my own mind or some beings out there. Or Yes, of course. Doesn't everybody? I... They say there's a few people that don't, and it's very bizarre that they don't have the inner monologue. Um, it's one of those weird things that most people don't ask other people about it, but when they started asking, they, I think it was like a few percent of people have no inter- internal monologue. Or internal dialogue, that is. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So this is so beautiful, it makes you want to cry. How would you describe it? It's waves? Yeah, there's a video screens of, a, of an, a work of art of painted waves that have been animated in a way that are, are really quite beautiful. That's what I'm saying. No one really ever talks about the art down here, but there is just really beautiful uh, art that I think is a, is a tonic to the spirit, especially in, as I said, at a, at a time when you're rushed and, you know, harried and stressed out. Having... Uh, she's talking to us? I think she like being in the photo. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to be in people's photos when you walk around New York, but let's not even... I hope she wasn't one of those people that thought you are stealing their soul. <laughs> no, no. I've got enough guilt about that, man. So now, question is, can we get out this way? I think we can. I did once, but it turned out to be a, a construction elevator... Ah, there we go, to 48th Street. Yes, yes. Yeah, when I took this elevator, there was a weird elevator operator in there. Wow. <laughs> Last time I was over here. But, yeah, this takes you to, like, right to the street, as I recall. So long as it corner. So, you know, uh, I went to see that play Doubt recently. Yes, I'm interested in seeing it. Um, with, with Lee Schreiber. There is someone in there. Wow. Hmm. Is it an operator or I don't know. No, just regular people. But um, what it talked about is, I mean, obviously this is specifically about, you know, child abuse within a Catholic church, but it talks more broadly about doubt as um, something that's a very, that unites us in a way, because none of us really knows what's going on. And you can either push away the doubt and, uh, convince yourself you believe in something or you, you can embrace the doubt and you know try to be comfortable with it as I try to do so but that's a much more universal uh, theme that this, the play t- touches on you know thank you that's very resonant right now. Yeah. 
so yeah oh yeah I think you took a picture of this building this is really brand new building that reminds me of the of the building from Blade Runner right the uh, Terrell Tower but this is this is a something of uh, it, you know you know the subreddit evil buildings I do not so there's a whole subreddit for evil buildings this is like an evil this building is kind of an evil looking building what's evil about the building well I, first of all I don't know are those actually does it have any windows or not I don't know but it has this sort of imposing mon, monolithic kind of style and it's also for you know the, the JP Morgan Chase Corporation you know which it's fairly evil that's a good starting point for evil is, is JP Morgan not not the one from the gong show the other one you know yeah I did not get the reference no gong show no I'm familiar with the gong show but not enough I haven't seen enough of it too right well there's now. this woman named who, who's named JP Morgan J-A-Y-E <laughs> and she was uh, one of the celebrity losers that would bang the gong wow so I, I consider her a much more important J.P. Morgan than the other guy. But I since we're here, I think we're pretty close to where I, I worked around 2004. Yeah, yeah, it's right, over, it's right here. One of my most painful jobs ever was at this place over here. I, I, I was telling Brendan how everywhere I go in New York, I have these endlessly layered, bittersweet memories of everywhere. This is one of the last delis with depressing seating areas left. Wow. There used to be so many of them. Let's see how we're doing for time here. Uh, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, one second. Yeah, so this place... I think we should... Go, wait, we'll go over there in a moment, huh? This way? All right. All right, let's let's go over. <laughs> the guy forced us to jaywalk. Well, listen, they can't even enforce uh, many laws. Jaywalking is a they they really never enforce that. Let's go in this place, Delhi on Madison. This this used to be like my favorite thing in the world. There we go. So. Oh, we have to find some place to eat too. I forgot. We're, we'll find some place. Over here, yeah. Um, so this place, right? Lunchtime, this will be full. As you can see, thirteen dollars a pound. You'll load up your plate with uh, food. They weigh it, and you pay like God only knows how much. And then you go up there to sit in this l- weird, dark, little, depressing seating area. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. When, when did they close it? Huh? Did they close the seating area? No, it'll it's it's open, but I guess right now there's really not much going on here. But there were endless places like this all around Midtown. This is one of the last left. So, let me see where we are. So, I, I used to work in this building. That, that's where I only lasted about five months before I got fired. Okay, which one? Uh, this building, 437. All right. It was a branding agency, so had to sign an NDA, but I'm sure it's lapsed now. We were working on the American Express account. It was amazing. We were designing their credit cards. I can finally say it. Kind of like you're able to say things now. I'm able to say things. West is this way? Yeah. Oh, oh, we can, we'll go into uh, Rockefeller Center. It's right on the way. Wow. You've been there yet this time? I have not. 
Yeah. But yeah, it was a branding agency that called Siegel and Gale that was a long time branding agency. And they went all in on the dot com era. Right. They changed their name to Siegel Gale to be like a website, <laughs> all lowercase. And they got, it was a bloodbath. They laid off like uh, 90% of their, their company. And I went in right after that bloodbath layoff. And it was like only the real rats were left. So I've, I've never been good at the corporate politics. So I feel like you'd be pretty lucky in places you found to work. They're tolerable. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, the, the field I'm in, which is more the technical side of printing or internet. It is uh, it's a job where you really need to have a particular skill set. You cannot get by by faking it. Uh-huh. A lot of jobs you can fake it. This, this thing you can't. So when they find someone that can do it, they're pretty happy to uh, keep them. Yeah, we have plenty of time. Don't worry. Yeah. I think we'll go into uh, Rockefeller Center and get some food. Yeah, it's, it's not even 1 o'clock yet. I'll pause for a second to talk about something. In a m- All right, we're going to Beatnik. Oh, look, the, one of the dirty monks. But we can walk up here. They're still doing it. You know, the local, the local um, Buddhist groups denounce those guys. They wear these dirty saffron robes and hand out these gold cards. And it's a complete scam. They're not Buddhist at all. I've heard you talk about them for... And I haven't seen them in a while, but... There's something heartening that there still are dirty monks around. <laughs> you know? That's a good line to remember. Yeah. Oh, wait, I want to look at one thing. There's Prometheus, who was uh, punished for giving humans technology. So that phone you're holding right there, it's his fault. Prometheus. He was punished. What was the punishment they devised for him? Didn't they chain him to a hillside and had a buzzard eat his liver every day or something? Like, for, for real, wasn't that the, uh... Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's not nice. Because he gave man fire, but fire, of course, leads to all the other ones. And look, there's... Where's the West Virginia flag? This is the flags of all states. Hmm, we have to find West Virginia. Stop. Is it alphabetical, or what's, what's the order here? Kansas, Iowa. There's only 50. We should be able to find it. Like, what color is it? Is it like a green one? I'm not sure. Let's go see. And look, FAO Schwartz resurrected here. The toy store. Was it closed? Huh? How long was it closed? It was closed for years. You know, they had become a chain, but the main one up by the Central Park was in all the movies and was the classic place. Yeah. All right. We're going the wrong way, but we have to find your flag. Could it be the one state they excluded? No, come on. <laughs> That's The green one is Washington State. But this one next to it, that could be it. Is that it? No. All right, let, let, let me look it up what it looks like. I'm trying to find the state flag here. Didn't didn't one state just change their flag? Um, 
Minnesota, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like uh No, that's Virginia, but Yeah, that's it right there. State of West Virginia, there it is, yeah. So it, it's it's white with a blue outline. That's interesting. Nice. And you have that same crest. We have a crests like in New Jersey with two people standing there. Usually two Indians standing there, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, look at this view here. To the beautiful. See the back of Prometheus's head. Yeah, like these beautiful Art Deco designs are like everywhere on all these buildings. Really, quite stunning. Over here, I don't know if it's still there, but this is like one of my favorite entrances, like an obscure entrance down into Rockefeller Center over here, and. The Nintendo store, which used to be the Pokemon Center. Did you ever get into that Pokemon? I did not. I dabbled in it a bit, but uh, I haven't really I haven't really kept up with the Pokemon scene. So do you know the theme song? Uh, no. <laughs> I guess I don't. I never really watched the cartoon. I just played the game, you know. Hopefully this uh, restaurant will still be open. Every time I go to any place in New York, I'm afraid I'm going to walk up to it. It'll be closed. Gone. Out of business. Oh, cool. Bookstore. Yeah, this is like a new chain that's been popping up all over New York. A new bookstore chain. Because, you know, Borders uh, shut down a couple years ago, so there's a bit of a uh, vacuum for bookstores. It's a big one. I haven't seen this. I have not. I did not know this was here. This is brand new, McNally Jackson Bookstore. All right, so we're gonna go to Beatnik, formerly by Chloe, who was started by this woman, Chloe, a chef who created all these great vegan meals, but then she got kicked out of her own company. <laughs> and they sued her, they changed their name. That's how it works. All right, hopefully this place is open. Please be open, please be open, please be open. So yeah, we're in Beatnik. So yeah, so like before the pandemic, I used to order food because when you came into this place, it was just, you just imagine solid people online yep. waiting, insanity. So I would order beforehand and then they would, right there, right in that little narrow alleyway was where you picked up your food. And uh, so many people would jam in trying to wait for their food and they said it, they send you a text, it's ready, but it really wasn't ready. And how much time I spent over there just waiting and waiting and asking them, ah, the memories. Lunchtime hassles. Who knew how precious those would be? <laughs> so do you like heavily populated areas, or do you know? Have you had anything compared to? Not really. I mean, I grew up, when I grew up in New Jersey, it was more like, you know, not quite as crowded. But I don't know. I, the thing about it is, like, with, you know, I love to, over time, when you're in commuting and on the bus, in the bus station, going to lunch places, all the little hassles become uh, can become fascinating and pleasurable almost like uh, Stockholm syndrome <laughs> you sort of you're you're sort of I guess it's your way of dealing with this these difficult situations as you, you sort of just uh, adapt that way 
I missed but having a longer commute when we moved to town because it gave you time to de- decompress. Yeah, and I've, I have not gotten back used to the commute doing it only like once a week or whatever. But when it was that solid five days a week, you sort of found the nooks and crannies inside the cracks of the experience. You know? sure. Listen to a lot of audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did too. I was What's like, the most memorable one for you? Um, I would say... Against the Day by Thomas Pynchon is was the I did it as an audiobook, and that was the most memorable and the greatest one. Um, but everyone I recommended it to hated it when they read it. Did you do, did you do any Pynchon? No. Uh, one of the first ones I did was the Talisman. It was narrated by Frank Miller, who was really great. I think I got it because it was like 32 hours long, <laughs> and it was on an audible device. They used to have a specific audible device called an Otis. Yeah. Around 2004. Oh, I remember those, yeah, yeah. The other one that was big for me was the entire Dark Tower series by Stephen King, which uh, I listened to the entire series walking around, and a lot of it did take place in Manhattan, and I would go by the actual locations he's mentioning. And you know, have you ever done the Dark Tower? No. Um, like, I've gotten a few pages in, but I've never... Yeah. But a lot of it, it's, it's very metafictional. That is, like, um, bringing the real world into the fictional world, so it, it, it freaked me out a few times, you know. So did it mention specific places, or do you have to discern where? Yeah, like uh, the corner of like Second uh, Avenue and Forty Seventh Street, I think, was this vacant lot in the story where there was this rose growing that contained the entire universe. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, um, and it's weird because right next door to that isn't actually this uh, an office building that is like a dark tower. So, yeah. But that, that was really memorable. and I started the Illuminatus Trilogy by Robert Anton Wilson. Uh-huh. I got to get back to that. And then, of course, um, Infinite Jest, you know, that one. Have you ever tried that? do that one? I've tried. didn't get very far. I got about halfway in, but I couldn't do the footnotes on the audiobook. So uh, I, I always dream that I'm going to get back to that because uh, it is very good. It just, you know. When are you going to get back to it? I have to find the files, and I have no idea where I left off. So you're not going to get back to it? Well, you, the book is, is all these scenes of uh, these two FBI, no, these two FBI or IRS agents, like, in the desert talking to each other, and it keeps going back to that one scene. And I don't, so I don't know where it is. Oh, no, no, I remember. It's the part where those, the Quebecois terrorists in wheelchairs. <laughs> that scene, I think, is where. Wow. Uh it's definitely a brilliant book. I mean, the guy obviously had a bunch of issues, obviously. He, you know, he took his own life, sadly, before he can finish his next book, which was about, I think it was about 2,000 pages, and the entire book was a conversation of two IRS agents in the Midwest at, at the office one day. That's a very James Joyce thing to do. Yeah. Well, that's right. With Joyce, you've actually read some, you've, you've done audiobooks of Joyce, right? Yes. So uh, what, what, which ones have you done? I've done Ulysses and A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Ulysses is 31 hours. It's on the Overnight's Keep archive somewhere. I tried reading Finnegan's Wake. I got about a few pages in. I, I became fascinated with Finnegan's Wake when I was in college, but, like, it's... I, I both. Well, no, but you know, I know there's something there, but I think you have to really be familiar with the Irish language at the time and all the slang words and stuff, right? Sure. Because he was doing all these plays on words and things that... And cultural references yeah, and history. That, and that I just wouldn't get, so... Someday, though, with AI, maybe it can sort of give you those side references in your mind somewhere so you can understand it better. 
Do you think you will live long enough for the AI guidance? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, live in what sense? Because I mean, I I do for a long. I do think that where we are right now is something akin to a computer simulation. As I know, this is the, that old chestnut we've been talking about forever, but. So it has to do with like, what am I really, and you as well, all of us, what are we really, and do we have to deal with death as much as these characters do? That's the question. Mm -hmm. I think we might not have to deal with death as much at the next level up. That would be nice. I, I really feel like this terror when you talk about the conspiracy stuff. Maybe I should lean into it because if I feel it's real and I'm so resistant to it that it makes me afraid, learning more might be good <laughs> well I mean I sort of I don't know why it comes naturally naturally to me to uh, avoid a, a space of belief and, and stay in that sen- that doubt space now I, I have to admit I do I have to watch myself because my various pet theories I do wind up drifting towards belief at times which I don't want to go in there and I always try to pull myself back from there but I feel like a kind of a comfort I feel comfortable dealing with it because I, I can sort of say yes you know maybe the world is flat maybe it's around or maybe it's something else but I just sort of hold them all suspended in my mind and I honestly don't uh, believe any of them you know but right. I know that's not a very normal human experience you, know, to, you would more tend towards belief yes all right just grab our grab our drinks yeah Excellent, thank you. All right, we're going to have some kombucha. All right, we had our uh, meal. How'd you enjoy beatnik? Delicious. It's all vegan, but it's kind of vegan junk food. Yep, their fake chicken is pretty good. (laughs) Nintendo. Yeah, I always like this block. It's always... Only one block away from Rockefeller Center, but it's always felt like so much so different and so like uh, less nice than, than one block up. But as you can see, like there's just construction everywhere right, in New it's York. Hard to see the storefronts. Yeah, that's one thing when they recreate New York in places like in Las Vegas at New York, New York. Like they never have the scaffolding and the walls built up and the temporary barriers that are such a part of our life in New York City. Though the scaffolding, they uh, created a new version that is higher and not as claustrophobic. Even that one is not quite as tall as uh, like the ideal that they were looking for. Sometimes these scaffoldings are up for like a decade in front of one building. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So you know like in the news, they characterize New York City as being completely crime-ridden and out of control and all like so like actually being here it's you see some weird stuff but it's kind of not that bad right I mean, that's correct I haven't noticed much this time no crime to my knowledge but they really they really over I mean obviously yes crime has gone up whatever shoplifting and everything but I do think they exaggerated in the news sure like 99% of people can have a great time here yeah, yeah. and it's not really all that different than it's been for decade after decade. It's just... I concur. Yeah. The pee smells the same. It's 1999. Yes. Well, that, that that's universal. You go in the subway, you smell urine. You know, it's going to happen. I, you know, just... Uh, 
because they got rid of all the bathrooms because I guess what people do in the bathrooms. I don't know. What they use the bathrooms for? Camping out, sex, drugs, etc. So, you know. Yeah. They ruin it for everyone. So have you enjoyed any musicals? Or it's not your thing at all? Uh, well, the one... It, uh, generally, I feel like a lot of them are poorly written. But I one musical I saw on Broadway was um, Godspell, and that really moved me. I really did like Godspell a lot. But that's sort of like that the, the hippie Jesus freak kind of thing that I find so fascinating. Yeah, that's like that sort of innocent, childlike um, view on sort of religion. That, and that topic's been coming up a lot. You know, was like it a revival from a decade ago. You saw? Or before that? It was. It was a long. It was like at least ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm a huge fan of Rocky Horror Show, which started off as a musical. I've never seen the musical version, and its sequel only as a movie, even though they did a musical called Shock Treatment. Are you familiar? No. Oh, yeah. I've heard you talk about it. So, so That's so good. So, uh, But those are all more rock musicals, I guess. So I'm trying to think if there's anyone's. I've been really disappointed. I mean, I saw Wicked. I thought Wicked was okay. I know you just saw it. How'd you like it? I did not, actually. I left after an hour. Really? Yeah. I could see that, because, I mean... Uh, I feel like the same way about a lot of the musicals is that they're poorly written and it just bugs me. You know? I agree. I think living up to Adina Menzel's voice was a bit of a challenge, too. Yeah. The, like, and, and they're making a movie of it now. Yeah. Um, like, I've seen Lion King. I've seen what, um, the Mary Poppins one. But I don't know. I, I always wish they would make original stuff as opposed to making it out of, like, Disney movies and everything. But... Look, the first U.S. moon landing in 50 years. Really? <laughs> Look, they just landed a... a it's like see on the uh, Fox News yeah, uh, news ticker. So think about that when you see The Shining later and how it was all fake. Thank you. <laughs> I can remember this day in the future. Yes. What is this? Forever in Owl Hearts? Owl News. Owl News. The Central Park Zoo says escaped owl Flaco died Friday after flying into Upper West Side Building. No! Flaco the Owl is dead. I'm sorry I was not following Flaco the Owl's story. Well, well, you know, I just put an owl, a claymation owl on my show art last episode. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with owls like that. But. It has nothing to do with that owl god they have at Bohemian Grove. There's nothing to do with that. Come on. They call it Malak or something? The owl god? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That's like, to me, thinking about Bohemian Grove, that was like the old days of conspiracy theories before it all became so weird. Like these just Illuminati people meeting in these weird places and like people trying to infiltrate and like take video with those old video cameras. That was so cool in the past. You remember those old days? Of con- I guess you weren't into conspiracy theories as much as I was. No, I don't remember that. I've heard of Bohemian Grove, but I probably don't know much about it either. Yeah. So what, now, what are some of your favorite musicals? Oh, uh, the big ones like Les Mis and Phantom and Saigon. Now, I saw on Facebook you have a uh, picture of Taylor Swift, who's uh, very big in the media these days. What's your view on Taylor Swift? You, you make me regret that choice. <laughs> what? Um, I find her to be a fascinating and resonant lyricist. So, I've tried listening to some of her stuff. I, I want to be open to it, you know. A lot of her lyrics, particularly now, are resonating with me because they're about relationships and moving on and codependency and all that stuff. Yeah. 
did you ever try to go to one of her shows? I know the tickets cost about ten thousand dollars each. So <laughs> no, no. Who, who can afford that? But Just like fish. I think I spent about two hundred paying to rent that twenty dollar concert film. The best. Two oh, that's about, about ten times. Really? So you, you saw that multiple? Is that? I, I do want to see that eventually. Is it? Yep, it's coming out on Disney Plus mid March. Oh, really? I guess I'll wait for that. I do have Disney Plus. Well, because as you know, I'm a fan of a, of a group that most people don't know and look down on, which is Fish, of course. And So I don't want to look down on someone else's musical fandom and poo-poo it without checking it out first. You know? Thank you. <laughs> you should read the lyrics to All Too Well. But now they're trying to make it into a big conspiracy theory thing. They're even talking about it being a conspiracy, conspiracy theory on the news. Yeah, I've heard that too. Which kind of weird they're like Taylor Swift is not a psyop <laughs> like who was saying it was a psyop I guess the theory is that she's gonna it was a fake relationship with the football player so she becomes more well known to the general public and then she's gonna support some political candidate at some point or, I don't know she probably could sway the election at this point yeah I think so she could just run herself why not I mean just uh Lower the voting age to like twelve, and then she could she'll she'll win in a landslide. I'm not even sure the numbers work out. <laughs> well, remember that uh, obscure DC comic Prez? I do not. Where they lowered the voting age, and uh, this teenager became president. It it was very o- o- only the most dedicated of comic book fans obsessed with like sixties and seventies comics would know about it. But yeah, Prez. P-R-E-Z, the first teenage president. Yeah, go straight. This is the upper portion of Times Square. So when you recorded your Times Square, was it around here? You have this, uh, like, almost silent recording? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was down there, a few blocks down. And wasn't there someone trying to talk to me, and I was just so much trying to get this quiet Times Square experience some weird woman was like like uh, harassing me remember that I do not yeah I just remember the ambience so I like it a lot yeah and here's the fantastic world of the Portuguese sardine if you want to get sardines in a can this is the place to go <laughs> thank you wow it's remarkable they can afford to stay over rent and stay over here well and they have sardine cans for every year, so you can buy someone a present. But they're not—they weren't made that year. They just have the ears on them. Why? Uh, it's a gimmick. It's a sardine gimmick. Krispy Kreme, of course, is back. They have vegan donuts in England, but not here. So. I can't have any Krispy Kreme, unfortunately. Go this way to the right. I have not heard of white rose. Huh? I have not heard of white rose. I haven't heard that either. Yeah, there's some. There's a couple of small theaters up here. What was that show they used to have? Um, the Fantastics. Have you heard of that one? No. It was playing, like, on Sullivan Street in New York for, like, 30 years. I've always wanted to see it. It's fantastic with the CKS at the end. I think they had it up here as well for a while. 
Back to the Future, the musical. See, why don't they come up with original <laughs> ideas? This is all yeah. Gen X. Well, now Gen X are, are, are the old people that have all the money, so that's why they're catering to Gen X. All right, so it's over here. Let's see what's there. It is. Let's cross it. You've arrived. Well, thanks so much for meeting up. I mean, I, I, I really, I, truly, this has been one of my goals of life is meeting you someday, and we finally did. Thank you. I remember when you swung through West Virginia and offered to meet. Yes, yes. So I know this is the line to get in. It may be the Chicago line. I'll line up too. No one knows that I'm actually not going to uh, see Chicago. <laughs> uh oh, Sabaro's out of business? Look at that. Alright, we're going to go to the other side. Alright. All right, Brendan, you're going to see Chicago, the musical. They're yelling at you to go to the other line. But then, we, look, the other line's even longer, and they screwed us over. They screwed you. I, I don't have to stay in the line. I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Oh, well. I guess you can just sort of stick on this side. <laughs> One way or the other. This is chaos. Chaos at Chicago. Alright, this is the other line? Okay. Take it back. Alright, so uh, you're going in. Thanks so much for meeting up. We had a great time. Thank you. And uh, enjoy the show. I will. Enjoy The Shining. Remember the Apollo 11 stuff. And uh, see you online. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Alright, farewell. Bye bye. I don't know how you're getting in. I guess just one way or the other you're getting in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye bye. All right, he's he's going in. No, oh, we're going. We're, we're still here. Look, this other line is longer. She screwed you over. <laughs> no weapons allowed. I hope you're uh, lining up for this stuff. Always shocks me. Amazing. All right. Well, good luck on this line. Thank you. We already said goodbye, but because the line's so long, we're still still together. <laughs> I suspect the show will have begun by the time I get in there. Look at this. This is ridiculous. She's like, the other line is so short. You would have been in already. See, it shows that you should question authority at all times. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, <laughs> that's a long line he's on. Yeah, that was wild. Hanging out with the meanderer Bren Brendan. Whew. Time is it? Let me see what my next what time my next bus is. I could just head home now. It's a quick trip to New York. Uh, 2:40. Yeah. Oh, 45 minutes. Oh well, I'll figure out something to do over here. But anyway, thanks for hanging out with us here in uh, New York City. That was an amazing. Amazing to finally meet him. And I did feel, I feel like I, I, it's the first time I ever met him, ever, in real life. But I feel like I've known him for such a long time. I've experienced that with a few other people that I've listened to their show, they've listened to my show. 
forms this connection. later now here on whatever street this is 40 something street but this was uh, there was a place called the city kitchen and I, I just passed by the sign and uh, I guess it's all done now it was a second floor like little uh, food food hall that I used to go to I remember in the, I would get food there in the morning so wild how all these places come and go all the time but I, I, I got a text from uh, Brendan saying that he had even though the line was very long he got in and was seated very quickly so it all, wor- it all worked out it all worked out indeed Chicago what, what are the songs from that one Chicago Chicago it's my kind of town oh, I don't think that's it what's the big song from Chicago I don't know. I remember that food court. Now only available via time travel. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking of going to going to Dave and Buster's, but I don't think I, I don't think it's that much extra time. And I, I, we were pretty far up. We're on 49th, so haven't even made it to the Port Authority bus terminal yet. I'll just go there and wait. What the heck? What the heck? Anyways, thanks so much for uh, patching in to this episode of The Overnightscape. I'm trying to think what I'm going to name it. Frank Meets the Meanderer or... Frank and Brendan Ramble, maybe? That might be a good name. Frank and Brendan... Cause, yeah, because that was, that was like... Uh, yeah, maybe Frank and Brendan... Frank and Brendan's ring. I don't know. That doesn't really work. I'll think of something. I'll think of something good. But hopefully one of those pictures we took will be good. And uh, I'll, I'll come up with a, a title that has a good ring to it. But I do like the very first thing he did was Brendan Rambles. That would be a good thing to... Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, I'll, I, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll have plenty of time to think as I'm waiting for the bus. Plenty of time. What a surreal sunny day it is today. Anyways, yeah, thanks for patching in. This is the Overnight Escape. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora. We're here in New York City. Brendan the Meanderer. And, uh, yeah, just go to onsug.com for all your onsug radio needs. You can get the book, just print on demand and set to the lowest price possible because we are a non-commercial project here. So I don't make any money off the book sales. Should I have? Perhaps. But uh, that ship has sailed. We're non-commercial. We have a unique style. We preserve our work for the far future. And as I was talking to Brendan about, you know, people could be listening to this stuff. I think people could be, uh, you know, especially like with Brendan, with so much stuff, people could study his work in the future. I, I really think that it could be a field of study, you know, listening to his shows and stuff. But yeah, for now, go to onsug.com, O-N-S-U-G.com. Just stands for Overnight Escape Underground, O-N-S-U-G. You can download the, uh, you can download a PDF of the book for free or buy a copy, as I mentioned listen to all the shows and now that you know about Onsug Radio man you have a huge archive over 
14,000 hours, of which 1,200 or so is Brendan's, uh, uh, of audio to listen to. You can keep you company for the rest of time, especially if you're in, in the farther future and you're not going to have this meager human lifespan, but you might live for millennia. could get kind of boring after a while. Well, just fire up the old Onsug Radio archive and listen to these shows. Or if you're on one of those spaceships going to other star systems and you're in suspended animation for 8,000 years, spend some of that time listening to Onsug Radio. I know there's other stuff to listen to, too, the entire archives of humanity, but come on. Onsug Radio is unique. It's unlike anything else. Mix it in with your other stuff. I think people will be doing that, like in stuck in some sort of chamber, frozen for millennia, but still conscious at some level. Sounds rather torturous. Sometimes I feel that way waiting for the bus on a weekend, you know, at the bus terminal. Like I said, sometimes minutes can seem like hours or days. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, don't forget, your voice can be in this archive. Check out Overnightscape Central, a show put out each month by Dave in Kentucky. And uh, check out the the latest episode is uh, Morning Coffee, Evening Drinks, and Other Minor Vices. And you have until March 10th, 2024 to submit your entry of audio to Dave. We'd love to hear from you. Please do. It really is just talk on one, two, or three of those topics. And uh, email your audio to Dave in Kentucky at daveky at mail.com, D-A-V-E-K-Y at M-A-I-L dot com. And we'd love to hear from you. The New York Times logo looks weird in the sunlight. Then they sell. Then they have to. Then they own that building, or they had to sell it to someone because the, they, they were failing. Like all these news organizations are like faltering financially, economically. Well, one thing that's not faltering, you, an, an edifice of permanence, permanent weirdness of the cosmic sort, known as this, the other side.
a remarkable film event, a fusion of images and sound. The inspired collaboration of director Godfrey Reggio, composer Philip Glass, and cinematographer Ron Fricke. A powerful evocation of life out of balance. Francis Ford Coppola presents Koyana Skatsi. Now showing in Dolby Stereo at the Classic Cinema, Tottenham Court Road. Not to master 
Alpha told we pay the teller off in gold and hopes he will come back, but he cannot be bought or sold. Divines, the 
sun lies at the center through the gates of creeping vines. How faint the rays of former days and avenues of time, but it does shine, emblem of sight, pride of the eyes that shatter shadow and all of the dark defies let the sunrise a long line to ride a long black train on a spiraling track takes us back to Terrapin Take us back to Terrapin Long John Silver to will you bet That deuce of a staggerly in the firebox blowing sweat Smokestack thunder, pay the ticket price Clock in the sky says quarter to twice and we roll again Where you been? Did you take the wrong way round to get to Terrapin? Some for reasons great or small, rise, climb, and fall to get to Terrapin. The demon's daughter used to lay for gin in a shack way back on the skirts of the fens of Terrapin. The demon himself got drunk all night. Laps at the sunrise service, he was very tight. Captain Bill Lion from Louisiana Low used to chase a bio girl from here named Peggy Ho. Must have made pretty good time between Fenario and the Lions Club down in New Orleans. For the love of Peggy O, but I believe it was Staggerly, they Billy Low. Some for reasons known but to them, rise, climb, and fall to get to Terrapin. Lightning storm, he'd catch her too. Fortune dealt him such a trait high hand, he saw no reason, but the trusted mourn retrieved her fan. Lions looked up in surprise, they backed right off when they saw the madness in his eyes. In the back of a mighty terrapin with a coral fan. Throws 
FM to the Diamond Beach Always a little out of reach But try again Some for reasons great or small Rise, climb, and fall to get to Recognitions pour like honey from a honey jar Lights from near and distant stars come streaming through the door Tonight I do not know my face from one who looks the same By flicker of unburning flame inside this old familiar place Fortune sweet and bitter fate converse beside the open fire Twisted skins of love and hate removed from weavings of desire And I knew I do swear you know me too We have been together Since the firstborn seed of light Reflected on the water Divided day from night Sometimes we were strangers Sometimes we were friends we Dreamed up lives of danger Broke hearts and made amends It's time to leave Fair Terrapin Head down the stairs again Step by step, return below Fill the blanks in as we go Find out what we need to know From gossip, if it must be so Forsake this cool and kindly light For troubled day or sleepless night Or shall I go? While you remain, search below for you in vain Find you here from time to time Elusive subject of a rhyme Or would you rather go alone An unfamiliar flesh and bone Meets and put me to the test A scarlet flower at your breast I don't know how we chose before For peace, love, sorrow, or war But where our paths unite the two You always know me Yes, you do and know that I know you Sand and all his. 
on the lines down to the morning star Through the gates of hell Beside her, 
Is it who it seems to be, O oh, true love? Not disturb their slumber, let them be. Prophetic dreams, not tumultuous and deep, these decrease upon their brows and smile upon their sleep. While starfish gather coral beneath the foam and froth, they offer hymns to Orpheus, Osiris, and Astaroth. Although the stars have shifted, we are not lost. The westward rolling breeze decides our course. Seems such a long, long time since we last sighted land. But a seabird brought this olive branch and dropped it in my hand. All of this was sung before. Shall be sung again for sudden songs Reclaim their tunes when leaving Terrapin Orion sparkles overhead But just a bit misplaced Visions rescued from the dead Speak from your living face You look to me like starshine On the foothills of the moon Crickets make the rhythm And cicadas play the tune when the music falters, growing ever dark and thin, the light refrains from shining on the gates of Terrapin. darkness where the circle is complete there's no fear their lovers born will ever fail to meet inspiration move me right let sense and color guide me where other feet have stumbled lift me over lightly raise the rag ends of a voice to make some kind of song not to make it perfect, but more nearly right than wrong. Again, let laughter fill the hall. The 
storytellers returned from other ports of call. He seems to be a younger man than when he went away. Though you and I, my own true love, have lived to show our day. Still you seem a stranger in the flesh of someone dear While the storyteller speaks, I feel your darkness stir I see the shadows on the wall Take color, depth and form I see a lion's den await Three riders in the storm Fall upon the ground for space of half an hour, then I see you rise again, cloaked in earthly power. Approach the den to work your fateful will. Terrapin shines in the west, and the anxious wind grows still. Did I make the proper choice? Storyteller wings. Even though I hear his voice, I can't tell what he thinks.
Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Pre-recorded in the studios of the Maryland Center for. Ships free the captured ship for double the firepower against this formidable foe. Because steak and eggs for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for just three ninety-five. Met by invincible crabs that you must outwit, but the fish can be speared for a tasty meal. Woody Woodpecker, the Flintstones, and Popeye. All right. So enjoy yourself on blazing with all the suspense and crisis of a raging inferno. Fire certificate A. Still a in the star. Became the legend. Now the legend. Public broadcasting. This is it. The last chance for our players. Now, George C. Scott in the Flim Flam Man tomorrow at three thirty. As a substitute, Combat presenting Jack Jones, the international singing star, as the was love from the evil king. Jack Frost next. A thriller minute affair with sudden death, often just inches away. Explosive as the comeback. Is he going mad? Or is there someone, someone who hates him enough to kill and you're fashion-minded? Watch out. Big I'm Buzz Aldrin, and you're watching the Sci-Fi Channel. Welcome to the Sneaky TT World. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky TT Broadcasting System. Miles, Patty Duke Aston, Alex Cord, and Donna Mills star in a motion picture experience. Scout and destroy alien enemies bent on taking over the Earth. Your journey will take you from space. It's a gold rush special. Aster is a space flight simulator that'll take you on a journey into the fourth dimension where you'll also at Eckerd Drugs. He's stolen. Yo MBB, crank it, crank it, crank it, crank it, crank it. Block. Introducing a Magnavox price breakthrough. On these Magnavox 25-inch video mat. Most Americans comment on television's future goals. Don't miss this week's special issue of TV Guide. What a mess of my intended. My heart. Now showing Odeon Leicester Square and Odeon Marble Arch. And now your number is up. The Silent Partner, a film that begins with a crime of sheer genius. Love in the world in spite of human failure. Give us the faith to trust the goodness in spite of our ignorance and weakness. National interest. Are you trying to ask me for a date? Premier Khrushchev has sent a message to President Kennedy today. The square, ABC's Fulham Road and Bayswater, and all over London now.
Jackson family. Go to Let's play Secret Book. Cartoon Network. Make up your mind. The all new Airport 77. Airport 77 at Plaza One, Lower Regent Street, ABC. Fall Victoria, Odeon Kensington, and all over London. Now. Let's play Ragtime Band. Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and the new Kung Fu King, Jackie Chan. More creepy than Terry. Is Quirk being sent on his last mission? Came creeping, crushing, clawing. Nothing could stop the giant spider invasion. I'm Woodsy Owl. Please. This is a piece of paper called Charles. Now, the cannonball run. It'll put a spark in your plugs and give power to your pistons. Monster Rally Movie on Channel 44. This week, the notorious Dr. Mabu steals a death ray in... The gold box is not to be confused with the cheese box, which merely forwards all... How fan, my passion has emerged. You make me dizzy. And the Magnavox high-resolution filter for a 25% sharper, crisper, clearer picture. 200 gut-wrenching miles. Wages of fear. Certificate double-A at the Empire Lessons ever filmed. Scenes you dare not believe. Tense, taut, terrifying, and it could be true. Report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. We got a roll program. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Let's play traveling circus.